0: From the North Devon coast, to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests, to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands, to Australian deserts, this is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Enter Mer-
1: But beware, do not interrupt his magic.
0: Well, merry meet and welcome to this show on Cauldron FM for the celebration of Midsummer. And it's a little bit of a different show this time, so uh, we'll start off with a bit of a history. The history of Litha, as this festival is actually known. And as I've just said, it's known as Litha. It's also the Summer Solstice, it's Summer Blessings, Gathering Day, Whitsunday, Whitsuntide, Vestalia, Thingtide and St John's Day. In addition to the four great festivals of the pagan Celtic year, there are four lesser holidays, uh, the two solstices and the two equinoxes. In folklore, these are referred to as the four quarter days of the year, and modern witches call them the four lesser sabbats, or the four low holidays, the summer solstice being one of them. Litha is usually celebrated on June the 21st, but varies somewhat from the twentieth to the twenty-third, dependent on the Earth's rotation around the Sun. According to the old folklore calendar, summer begins on Beltane, which is May the first, and ends on Lammas, which is August the first, with the summer solstice falling midway between the two, marking midsummer. This makes more logical sense than suggesting that summer begins on the day when the sun's power begins to wane and the days start to grow shorter. The most common other names for this holiday are the summer solstice or midsummer, and it celebrates the arrival of summer, when the hours of daylight are longest. The sun is now at its highest point before beginning its slide into darkness. Humanity has been celebrating Litha and the triumph of light since ancient times. On the wheel of the year, Litha lies directly across from Yule, the shortest day of the calendar year that cold dark winter turning when days begin to lengthen and humanity looks wistfully towards warmth sunlight and growing things although lither and yule are low holidays or lesser sabbats in the ancient parlance parlance sorry not parlance parlance they are celebrated with more revel and merriment than any other day of the ye of the wheel except perhaps Samhain which is my own favourite The joyous rituals of Litha celebrate the verdant earth in its high summer. Abundance, fertility and all the riches of nature are in full bloom. This is a madcap time of strong magic and empowerment, traditionally the time for hand fastings or weddings and for communication with the spirits of nature. At Litha the veils between the worlds are thin, the portals between the fields we know and the worlds beyond stand open. This is an excellent time for the rite of divination. Those who celebrated Litha did so by wearing garlands or crowns of flowers, and of course their millinery always included the yellow blossoms of the St John's Wort. The Litha rites of the ancients were boisterous communal festivities with Morris dancing, singing, storytelling, pageantry and feasting taking place by the village bonfire and torch-lit processions flowed through the streets after dark. People believed that Lither fires possessed great power and that prosperity and protection for oneself and one's clan could be earned merely by jumping over the Lither bonfires. It was also common for courting couples, joining hands and jumping over the embers of the Lither fires three times. This was to ensure a long and happy marriage, financial prosperity and many children. Even the charred embers from the Litha bonfire possessed protective powers. They were charms against injury and bad weather in harvest time, and embers were commonly placed around the field of grain and orchards to protect the crops and ensure an abundant reaping. Other lither customs included carrying an ember of the Litha fire home and placing it in one's hearth, and decking one's home with birch, fennel, St. John's wort, orpin and white lilies for blessings and protection. The Litha Sabbath is a time to celebrate both work and leisure. It is a time for children and childlike play. It is a time to celebrate the ending of the waxing year and the beginning of the waning year, in preparation for the harvest to come. Midsummer is a time to absorb the sun's warming rays and it is another fertility sabbat, not only for humans, but also for crops and animals. Wiccans consider the goddess to be heavy with pregnancy from the mating of Beltane. Honour is given to her. The sun god is celebrated as the sun is at its peak in the sky, and we celebrate his approaching fatherhood. Honour is also given to him. The fairies abound at this time, and it is customary to leave offerings such as food or herbs for them in the evening. Although Litha may seem at first glance to be a masculine observance and one which focuses on Lu, the day is also dedicated to the goddess, and her flowers are the white blossoms of the elder. Now if we look at the correspondences, if we look at purpose, the redirection sorry, look at purpose, rededication to the Lord and Lady, the beginning of the harvest, the honouring of the sun god, and the honouring of the pregnant goddess. The dynamics and meaning, crowning of the sun god, death of the oak king, assumption of the holly king, and the ordeal of the green man. The tools, the symbols and decorations, the sun, oak, Birch and fir branches, sunflowers, lilies, red, maize, yellow, or gold flowers, love amulets, summer fruits or flowers, feather, flower, door. Start that bit again. The tools and symbols and decorations the sun, oak, birch, and fir branches, sunflowers, lilies, red, maize, yellow, or gold flowers. Love amulets, seashells, summer fruits and flowers, feather or flower door wreaths, sun wheel, fire circles, sundials, swords and blades, bird feathers, witches' ladders. Colours are blue, green, gold, yellow, and red. The customs. Bonfires, processions, all night vigils, singing, feasting, celebrating with others, cutting divining rods, dowsing rods and wands, herb gathering, hand fastings, weddings, druids gatherings of sorry, druidic gatherings of mistletoe in oak groves, need fires, leaping between two fires, mistletoe without berries used as a protection amulet women walking naked through gardens to ensure continued fertility, enjoying the seasonal fruits and vegetables, honour the mother's fullness, richness and abundance, place gardens of St. John's wort around over doors, windows and a sprig in the car for protection. The goddesses, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, Venus, Aphrodite, Astarte, Freya, Hathor, all goddesses of love, passion, beauty, and the sea, and pregnant lusty goddesses, green forest mother, green one of the stars, and goddess of the wells. The gods, the father, son, the oak king, the holly king, Arthur, gods at peak power and strength, animals and mythical beings, the wren, the robin, horses, cattles, fairies, firebird, dragon and thunderbird. The gemstones of the period are lapis, diamond, tiger's eye, any green stones, especially emerald and jade. And the herbs, anise, mugwort, chamomile, rose, wild rose, oak blossoms, lily, Lavender, fennel, elder, mistletoe, hemp, thyme, larkspur, nettle, wisteria, St. John's wort, heartsense, rue, fern, wormwood, pine, heather, and yarrow. And the incense oils: heliotrope, saffron, orange, frankincense, and myrrh, wisteria, cinnamon, mint, rose lemon, lavender, sandalwood, and pine. The rituals and magics, the Fay Communion, planet healing, divination, love and protective magics, the battle between Oak King, God of the Waxing Year, and Holly King, God of the Waning Year, which can be ritual play. And also scenes from the Bard's i.e. William Shakespeare's, who is known in some circles as an incantation of Merlin and his A Midsummer Night's Dream. Rededication of Faith, Rights and Inspiration. The foods. Honey, fresh vegetables, lemons, oranges, summer fruits, summer squash, pumpernickel bread, ale, carrot and mead. So there you go, that's a little bit of the information about the history of Litha. Now, what I intend to do now is play a short piece of music um, by a friend, Andy Prince, and this will be his track, White Goddess. And then when we return, we'll do a few messages, and then we'll launch into the second part of the show, which features a little bit more information about the meditational side that is associated with Litha. So I'll leave you now in the company of Andy Prince and the track White Goddess. (laughs) Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation, at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886 Candor Care, providing care in the community.
1: After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07 969 564 528 Email her at littlebirdsmassage at gmail.com or visit her website at littlebirds holisticscouk
0: Warm Comforting and crafted with love old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy or something just like grandma used to make search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. The Mrs Mops range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients, we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh by the way Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. Wish
1: Upon A Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastarweddings.com. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic.
0: Okay, so welcome back to me, the Merlin, on Cauldron FM and our Litha Celebration Show. In this part, uh, what I would like to do is to talk a little bit about meditation, for relevant to this time of year, and then go into a guided meditation that uh, I think you'll find quite interesting. I know when I did it, I found it absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. So, the de- the meditation that I'll be using, um, I have to give a little bit of acknowledgement to, it was written and devised by a gentleman called Glyn Williams. And I actually found it on the net, uh, along with the notes that go with it. It was said on the net that uh, it was available for personal use only. If you wanted to use it for any sort of commercial purposes, you had to contact the author. So, rather nervously, reluctantly, whatever you want to say I actually sent him an email and said look please, you know, I do this radio show called Ren FM. I would like to feature your meditation for letter. Uh got a wonderful reply back from the guy thanking me very much for my interest uh, giving me his permission to use it providing that I credited him with the author authoring it and um also telling me to feel free to use any of his other meditations, which is really, really great. And that's something that I wanted to explore a little bit more within the Cauldron FM framework. So there we go. We've now got the door open to us for that. The other thing that I have to say is that the music that goes with the meditation is taken from an album um, that I have had in my possession for some time. And it was given to me as a tape recording. I don't know anything about the album at all, apart from that I believe it's called Of Dreams and Discoveries. I don't know who the artist is, I don't know anything more about it. So, if you are listening to this and this is your work, then please get in touch with me and let me know who you are, and then I can give you due credit for the work, because it's a fabulous piece of work. So, anyway, let's go on because I could ramble on about music for ages but I want to deal with the meditation side of things so here's the background to the information Lither meditation the key time for it is June the 21st at 20 past 5 in the afternoon and it says here the meditations on the solar festivals are intended to be, be performed on or near the appropriate date Litha meditations change each year to say, suit the configuration of the moon and planets on the night in question. This version is correct for Midsummer's Eve 2011 at around 55 degrees north latitude. Litha, like all the solar festivals, was a time of great importance. It was important to a people who needed to live in harmony with the rhythms of nature. Nowadays we can feed ourselves, we can protect ourselves from the elements, almost without reference to the time of year or what the weather is doing, yet at a time when we are coming to realise that during two or three centuries of industrialization, of not living in harmony with nature, we have been doing irreparable harm to the planet that we call home. It is our responsibility to return to the old idea of living with and using the seasons as our friends and not battling them as our enemies. This does not mean that we should all leave our comfortable homes and go and live in tents. It just means that we should use the technologies that are more appropriate and work in harmony with the riches of the planet that it is trying to give us instead of imposing our will upon it in an unsustainable way. Midsummer, in astrological terms, is the time of changeover from the watery energies of spring to the fiery energies of summer. The energies of nourishment and abundance give way to those of energetic progress, but also those that demand the most from the natural systems that will shortly reach their peak of development. At the same time the sun reaches the peak of its own energy, From now until December the days begin to grow shorter again. It is as though the sun, having brought forth abundant life from the earth during the course of the spring, now begins to withdraw its domination so that we, as humans, can enjoy its blessings in the form of the harvest that is to come. What is more, Midsummer marks one of the brief periods of rest during the course of the year for those who work the land. After a spring spent keeping the growing crops free of weeds and ensuring that the abundant water and sunshine supplied by nature gets to the right places, it is time to sit back for a brief spell and wait for the harvest. And, as at other times of rest during the year, the ancient peoples would hold a time of celebration, of thanks to God for what had been given to them and of prayer to God for the success of what was to come even though there are today some very legitimate fears that man's activities on the planet may be permanently harming to climate, and even though in some years we may experience a worse winter or a hotter summer than the norm, yet on the whole, through the passing years, there has been the steady, constant thread of the recurrence of the seasons in their due order. To help us to maintain a sense of this continuity with our past, and so put us on a sound footing for the future, it is appropriate that we should mark the festival of midsummer by joining in through our meditation with the ceremony that our ancestors might have performed in their physical bodies. So those are the notes that go with the meditation. Now, there is one more thing before I actually start it that I would like to add in addition to that. And that is... This is a meditation. It is designed to relax you. And it is designed to get you thinking about other things. So, a word of caution. Please do not listen to this section of this broadcast while you are driving. I don't mind if you listen to the rest of it, but please, again, do not listen to this section whilst you are driving. So now follows the Litha Meditation, as written by Glyn Williams. On the eve of midsummer, you are leaving your small house in the village where you live and heading towards the great communal hall. All the other villagers are doing the same. It is a light, warm evening, with the clear, fresh scents of the growing crops in the air. The sun is low in the sky, nearly on the horizon setting into a golden glow caused by the slight haze of a summer evening. Enter the hall now. There is an array of good food here, delicious and sustaining, nothing lavish or extravagant, because this is not an occasion for indulgence. You have a long night's vigil ahead of you. Nevertheless, you eat and drink your fill, accompanied by your fellow villagers. In a spirit of friendship, you offer a few particularly choice morsels of food to some of the others. They in turn honour you with something you particularly like. After eating, you rest for a while, but not for too long, for the work of the night calls. No word is said, but somehow everyone knows that it is time, and quietly and solemnly they line up and file out of the door. You join them. Some of the people take a torch from a pile and light it at the communal fire. Will you be one of the torchbearers, lighting the way ahead? Or will you be more content to follow where others lead? You are outside the hall now, heading towards the edge of the village. It is dusk, but not yet dark. The sun has set Your party leaves the village And heads out over the countryside to the high moors Dusk gathers As the ground becomes rougher You are glad of the light of the torches To help you find a firm footfall on the path Your way leads steadily upwards Through gorse and bracken covered slopes At length you come to a wide open tract of moorland, in the half light you can just see in the distance a patch of darker colour, which as you approach you make out as a circle of standing stones. They are still a long way off, and it seems to take an age for you to reach them, but at last you are there, in the midst of the magnificent standing stones. Within the circle of tall, carefully hewn stones, there are a number of smaller, rougher stones lying on the ground. These have not simply been cast aside, nor are they there by accident. They are placed here so that you may sit or lie in comfort during the nighttime vigil that is to come. You gratefully sit down on one of the stones. You must not get comfortable, though. For your intention is to remain awake all night to see the dawning of the coming day. You look up. The sky is getting quite dark now and many stars have appeared. Very high in the sky is the planet Saturn. Tonight it is not outstandingly bright, but bright enough to show up very clearly against the fainter stars that are in the constellation of Libra with which it is surrounded. As you continue to gaze at the sky, some of the torchbearers gather fuel and make a fire in the centre of the circle. This will serve to keep away the chill that might otherwise fall later in the night, and to form a focus for your meditation. Someone starts a chant, others join in, and soon the whole party is singing together. The chant continues for many minutes until, as if by mutual agreement, but apparently without a signal of any sort, everyone falls silent. Time passes. Saturn is beginning its descent towards the west. Above and around you can be seen many stars twinkling against the sky, which is now completely dark, though not as dark as the night sky of winter. A pale glow in the east heralds the rising of the moon, The moon makes its appearance above the horizon. It is a balsamic moon, approaching the last quarter. Big and somewhat orange at first, it soon becomes clear and sharp as it climbs into the sky. As the hours pass, the moon slowly rises higher. It is not as bright as the full moon, but still casts a clear, silver light on the ground and makes the stars near to it seem very pale. The night remains quiet and still Just the occasional rustle of a person making a small movement Perhaps pulling their clothing tighter around them as the air cools Or perhaps standing for a few moments to stretch cramped limbs Saturn disappears from view below the western horizon You sit quietly, contemplating the moonlight And the embers of the dwindling fire What goes through your mind as you sit there? what mysteries of the universe reveal themselves to you on this long night's vigil another two hours pass at length one of the elders gets up and walks purposefully towards the eastern side of the stone circle poised and alert almost as if sniffing the air it is time he says in the east You think you begin to see something. The first chink of light that indicates the coming dawn. The local wildlife has noticed it too. You hear the first of the birds start to sing to usher in the new day. You all gather together in the middle of the circle of stones. You continue to wait together as the sky slowly turns from black to grey and then to blue. The bright planet Jupiter appears above the southeastern horizon. A few minutes later, it is joined by an even brighter Venus in the east. But then, almost immediately, there is a brief golden glow on the horizon. The sun breaks into view, and the planets fade from sight. As the sun rises in the sky, its rays of light and warmth shine down directly between two of the upright stones and onto the waiting group of people. Soak up that light and warmth for a moment. Feel the blessings that the sun brings with it. And now it is time for the villagers to return home. They have a long walk ahead of them Then they will breakfast and retire gratefully to bed But you remain behind And sit again on one of the rocks For you will journey home by a different route Sit quietly for a few moments And return to objective reality In the place and the time where you started your meditation Put your consciousness in the centre of your head just behind your eyes, and when you are ready, open your eyes. Take a few hours or a few days to absorb the significance of this meditation. If you wish, you may repeat the meditation several times during the period around the festival. Blessed be. Well, that brings me to the end of the meditation. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, And sadly, that brings me to the end of the show as well. So um, I'd like to say thank you very, very much for listening. And I hope you have really enjoyed it. And I hope you'll tune back in again very soon. Keep your ears open for more guided meditations because uh, I've got quite a few that I can now use that I hope you'll find interesting and worthwhile. So this is me. Dave Baxter, a.k.a. The Merlin, saying thank you very much for listening. Blessed be.
1: I'm Emma, and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Cauldron FM. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production.
0: Take care. Speak to you soon.